so excited. And I will just tell you that the Lord speaks to me a lot of times in words, phrases, and most of the time when he speaks them to me, I don't know what they mean. But I've, he's done this with me long enough that I treasure them. Anybody who's been in my life group over the years, I'll start to share something. <laughs> Dawn's shaking her head. She was with me at the beginning when I didn't know what to do with these words. But I began to know that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And so I treasured them and I put them on the shelf where I was just like, Lord, I don't know what this means. I don't know how to do this. And he began to speak to me. So I want to tell you this morning, he gave me three words uh, to begin with. Get, got, give. And I was like, okay, Lord, <laughs> what does that mean? What are, you, what are you speaking? And then he gave me three words, three more words, righteousness, peace, and joy. And then he gave me three more words. He said, receive it, utilize it or use it, and share it. And then he began to speak to me, eat the word, live the word, share the word. So those I was just like I would wake up and this would just be in my heart. So as I sat before the Lord, I started getting really excited. The kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not natural stuff, but it is of righteousness, peace, and joy. Think about it. Righteousness, peace. Do you want some peace? Does the world need our peace? Need some, not our peace, his peace and joy. And then the next part, in the Holy Spirit. Do you see that there is such a move? God is saying, you need to know my spirit. Because if you want to walk in the kingdom, the fruit of the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in my spirit. And I know some of us are saying, what does that mean? How do I do that? What does that look like? And I just want to say, those are great questions because those are questions that I ask the Lord all the time. I'm like, teach me, show me what this means. Show me what it tastes like. Show me what it feels like. I want to see the kingdom of God brought to earth. The world is sick and tired of church. It doesn't say that the church, although we are, the body of Christ is the church, but the church, I believe, is a tainted word. The church, if it's not a kingdom church, is not a represent, representation of the body of Christ. The body of Christ exemplifies righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what, what we're longing for. That's what the world is longing for. The first word that he gave me was, get it. And he said, Marion, this has to do with your salvation and the truths in my word. I want you to get it. I want you to receive it. I want you to understand the righteousness of the kingdom of God. And this is where he began to, he's spoken to me in many, many different ways about the righteousness of Christ. That the righteousness of Christ, we, we don't got it. 
The righteousness of Christ is only because of Jesus. Only because of Jesus dying on the cross and shedding his precious blood. That is what makes us right with God. He covers over us with his precious blood. And when God looks at us, he says, that's right. He sees forgiven. He sees that precious blood. It's the thing that opens up our hearts to relationship with Father God. The righteousness of Christ, the blood of Jesus makes us right. It makes us, it gives us the ability to have right thinking, right actions, right attitudes. It's the blood of Jesus that brings things into right alignment with the heart of God. We can do nothing right without Jesus. I don't care how long you've known Jesus. If you don't stay in that place where you're covered with the blood of Jesus, it's not right. You can learn all these platitudes. You can learn all these scriptures. You can learn all these principles, but it's it can be like old rubbish if we don't stay in that kingdom place. If it's not Jesus that makes us right, not our wisdom, our knowledge, our gray hairs. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's ours. And then the Lord began to speak to me, Marion, eat the word. Eat the word. Hide my word in your heart so you won't sin against me. Read your word. And I want to tell you, there was a season in my life, and sometimes I have to even struggle with it and pull stuff down now, where the word is not exciting How many of you, if you're really honest, sometimes getting out your Bible is more of a duty than a delight? But if God, and then how how many of you heard people say, I spent time in the word today, and it was so precious. It was like honey to my lips. It encouraged my soul. And you're like, I would like some of that. I'm telling you, we've got to be so honest with God. I remember telling him, Lord, I know that you want me in, in my word, but it's just not exciting. I don't get it. It's hard to understand. It's not, it's just not fresh. But I began to say, God, if your word is a light unto my feet, if it's honey, if it's taste and see that the Lord is good, will you, will, will you Get open my eyes to that. Will you give me a hunger for your word? When I crack open your word, will you lead me, Holy Spirit, to the things I need to know that I need to fill my heart with for the person that I'm going to share with? I start there. Be, God knows. God knows if the word of God is dry toast to you. Stop acting like it's a honeycomb and ask God to transform it. Ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you that when you can't wait to get in your word, you can't wait to spend time with Jesus. Stop acting like you're just being churchy. Yuck. It has nothing. There's nothing, no benefit. There's no benefit of telling people about your devotional time with Jesus if it was like eating dry toast. He wants you to sit with him and it's fresh bread that smells like it's just out of the oven and it's dripping with honey and jelly and everything that's your very favorite and it's exactly what you needed to give you direction. It's exactly what you need to get peace and joy to get right to get in that right place with Jesus if it's dry toast and say God your word is dry toast I don't know why and I don't know I need a savior I need the righteousness of Christ to break open the word to break off of me whatever it is you don't have to understand it it's like God I just know this is not the kingdom this isn't the kingdom I want more of you give me a desire to have a desire for you 
right where you're at. Be real. God knows. And then stop pretending that you got it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Ask the Lord. Be so real with him right where you're at and let him come and minister to your heart. Okay, so I have some scriptures. I'm going to lay the word on you. We're going to eat some word. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom. Conviction, conviction, conviction. How many of us go seek the kingdom after the doctor doesn't have an answer, after the accountant can't help us, after fill in the blank, then we seek God. We need the Holy Spirit to show us where we don't seek him first because God says if you seek me first, everything else is going to fall into place. But we need the Holy Spirit to quicken in us the truth that will set us free. The truth is you don't seek me first, Marion. You don't see me as the way, the truth, the life, your source, your provision, your peace, your joy. You don't see me as those things. So quit acting like you do and ask. Ask. The next scripture is Luke 11, 9 through 10. So I say unto you, ask and keep on asking 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 until it's given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and keep on seeking and keep on seeking. And don't pretend like you found it when you haven't. Don't pretend. Keep asking, Lord, I don't know why this isn't making sense. When you think about it, when you, there are times you're not going to care about God. You're not going to think about God. You're, we love our sin. We don't sin because we hate it. We sin because we believe the lie and we love it. Oh, God, I'm telling you, there are times I don't care. I didn't care that I wasn't honoring God. But then there was a moment where conviction would come in. I'm like, God, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I don't want to love those things. I know it's death to me. I know it doesn't honor you. Oh, God, I didn't even care. I didn't care when I was here if demons were around. I was such a mess. I didn't care that I wasn't honor you. But, oh, God, thank you for that moment when you bring conviction. And the conviction only might be this big, and the other is so big. But when that little moment hits you, then you cry out to God, save me from myself. Lord, I need the righteousness of Christ to rescue me quit acting like you got it get it get it get it ask God to rescue your heart ask him to bring you in that right place to bring breakthrough and to give you a desire for him for the kingdom of God because I'm telling you that's where it at just where it's at just let me share some more Ooh, um Amos Five, four, and through five, a little condensed here says, seek me that you may live. You want to live? Not just be alive. You want to live fully alive? Then seek God. And if you don't have a clue what that means, then ask him. Ask him. Because when you ask him, he will begin to speak to your heart. And he will begin to draw you to himself. I dare you. It's the greatest thing in the world. And you can't do it wrong because he will teach you how to do this. In Deuteronomy 4.29, it says, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. It's a promise. It's a promise. If, (laughs) ouch, if you seek him with all your heart. And with all of your soul, which are your mind, your will, and your emotions. Who can do that on their own? Who needs Jesus to help you with that all word? If you ask, he will help you. He 
he will meet you. He will bring all those pieces in and he will take you deeper and deeper into the all. The all won't all happen till we get to heaven, but I want more all than I had before. I want Jesus to do this. We cannot do this on our own, but he loves to do this to bring us in connection, in connection with God. So get it, get it, get it. It's, and part of the get starts here, but the got, the got is where it really begins exciting. This is when the church comes alive. This is when the stuff begins to happen. In Psalms 34, 4 and 5, I put in the front of this, I did it, I did it, I sought the Lord, and guess what? He answered me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. I want to tell you, I did. I did. I did. I did. I had so much fear in my life, and I asked Jesus in my heart when I was seven, and I had a great home and a great mom and dad, and I didn't know I was racked with fear until I met this guy, until I was at Taylor, and then the Lord began to show me the more that I could be free from my fear of man. I could be free from fear of sickness. I could be free of fear of the dark. I could be free of, I can walk through this church and it be pitch black and I don't have fear in my heart. That's a miracle. God wants us to be free. But I sought him. I asked. I sought after him. I heard that it was possible and I went after it. The, in in uh, Psalms 145, 18 through 20, it says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. You want the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth. That's his other name. You want the Holy Spirit to be with you. So you're praying in the truth. Your heart is in the place of truth that all the lies that the enemy has us bound up in here, us church people has us bound up in, are exposed and we are in the truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him but that's a loving fear not a scary fear I want to honor God because I fear him I don't want to break his heart I don't want to dishonor him because of love I remember this is the relationship I had with my daddy I didn't want to do he kept me out of so many wrong things because I loved him so fiercely and I had a fear of breaking my dad's heart. And that relationship was so special to me because it helped me understand the heart of God until I got to that place where my heart didn't want to break his heart. That relationship with my daddy helped me understand the heart of God and it really kept me in a good place. So God wants us to have a reverential, holy, loving fear of him that keeps us from darkness, that keeps us, it's, it's not where he wants us to be. And it says, he hears their cries and he saves them. The next verse, Psalms 107, 13 and 14, it says, and then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. They cried. It's a heartfelt, God, help me. God, I can't do, I need you. It's not misery. This anointing taught me the miserable don't get delivered. How many people are miserable in their sin, but they're not desperate to please God? They're not desperate to get right with God. They just want to be out of their mess. And God's not interested in getting out of your mess until you're right here. He will, lead, he will allow messes to come in our life because he loves us so much that he's after our heart. 
And sometimes those messes are the very things that lead us to desperation and breakthrough and everything we've been looking for, which is only in Jesus. Oh, chew on that, chew on that. So if we're in tough times, let God rescue you. Get, get what you got, get here, get it, get it got. <laughs> let it become real, let it become flesh. If it doesn't make, if what you read in the word doesn't match up with your life, then you, you have a get, but you don't got a got. It's true, it's real for all of us, but sometimes you're gonna have to fight the good fight of faith to unopen the treasures of the word of God. You're gonna have to seek, you're gonna have to ask, you're gonna have to knock. I was praying with somebody this morning and I saw like Mufasa holding up the the little cub and all the authority was in Mufasa, but he wanted the cub to get feel the victory. He wanted him to understand the hunt, the victory. God's behind us. He wants us to understand his ways and to have the victory in our life so we can have the authority to go out and see the works of God accomplished on the earth today. Lastly, Proverbs 3, 6. Seek him with all in all you do, and he will show you which path today take. It's another version. Seek him in all you do. Uh, every one of us every day can say, God, I'm seeking you more than I have, but I'm not at that all place. Will you take me deeper? Will you show me more? Will you bring the kingdom of God? I want to utilize the word of God. I want to live it. I want to eat it so I can live it, so it can come out of me, so that you will take me from righteousness to peace. And the peace of God is the rudder in my heart. I know when I have peace, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what everybody's telling me. If I have peace, then I know I'm in that kingdom place. And I can trust the Lord with all the details. If I don't have peace, how many times have we even said to the kids, guys, dad and I don't have peace, so you're not going to do it. And I don't know why. And I don't know why we had peace for this situation, but not here. But the peace is our rudder. And so we're not going to. Or, you know what? We don't usually let you guys do this, but we have peace. And so we're going to let you fill in the blank. So the peace is your rudder. So we want to get the righteousness, eat the word. Then we want to got it. And the got it just means the word's becoming flesh. It makes sense. It's evident in my life. It's working. It's good pleasure in my life. We're using it, utilizing it, and we're living it. I want to read these two scriptures here as a reminder. Hate evil. Psalms 97.10. Hate evil, you who love the Lord. And I'm telling you, without the righteousness of Christ, I keep looking over here because the cross was over there a few weeks ago, but we can't hate evil without the righteousness of Jesus in us. So if there's anything in us that still has that craving towards evil, ask, seek, knock, go after God. You can't make yourself better. You can't save yourself. Stop trying. Just ask. Be honest with the Lord. Go after it. And it says, if a sinner or a sin entices you, this is Proverbs 1, 10, and 15, do not consent. Do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from that path. So God is saying, I, I will help you, but you have to make this choice. Do you want life? Do you want death? Do you want the blessing? What do you want? 
you, you have it up here. You have this knowledge growing in here. Now let it become real in your life. In Matthew 3, 5 through 8, this is a declaration where I say, I am going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. And God, I want you to, you, I don't know what this means. I really don't know how to do it, but I'm declaring this is what I want. Today, I want, I'm saying I'm going to trust you with all my heart. So God, take all those parts of my heart that don't trust you. Take those parts of my heart that are angry with you, offended with you, that don't understand, and I want to. And God will begin to do that work. Quit trying to figure it out on your own. I will seek him with our, in all I do, and he will show me which path to take. So these are the declarations. In the last few minutes, I want to say this is the most fun part right here. Give it. So get it. Got it is when it becomes real. I got it. I got it. And it's always going to be growing. But to give it. So the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and Joy. Joy. Joy is the stuff. Joy is the stuff that people are going to come up to you and say, this, everything's so crazy right now. How come, how come you are so full of joy? Uh, can I have some? Uh, uh, tell me about why your family is like not freaking out with everything that's going on. Well, because we have the righteousness of Christ. We have the peace. And then don't stop at peace. Go after the joy. What does it say? It's the joy of the Lord is your strength. Who could use some strength? Go after the joy. Let the Holy Spirit wreck you and rock you with the joy. Ask him, where is it? I don't have joy. It's not my personality. Oh, stop it. The joy of the Lord is all of our portions. Now, you might not be screaming, running down the street, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you don't have joy, you're missing out because it's your portion in the kingdom of God. And we need to carry the joy of the Lord in order to give it to a lost and dying world. In uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 23, it says, Lord, help this to be me. I try and find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Do I do everything to spread the good news and share its blessings. I am an introvert. I love loving on people in the church. It is so awkward and hard for me when I walk outside these doors. But I have been asking God for years. The laborers are few and the harvest is great. So pick me, God. I've been asking him to push me out of the nest. I've been asking him. He's not going to do it for me, but he'll do it with me. We need to be those who say, well, that's not my gift. No, if the laborers are few and the harvest is great, will you allow God? I'm telling you, the times where it's, it's not as hard is when I'm so full to overflowing. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. You're meant to live in the overflow. So many of us, we get filled up to here. I'm telling you, you need to ask the Lord, how do I get filled up to here? To here. Because that's why our world is in such a mess because we come in and we get filled up to here. Maybe we're clogged up with the other junk that shouldn't be there. And God's saying, I want to get it out because I want to put more of me in you. So the overflow 
overflow. When you walk out the doors, you feel the overflow in here, but you need to know how to get the overflow when you're at your home on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So when you walk out, we can be the overflow. We can be Jesus. We can bring the kingdom of God in a lost and dying world. And I want to, I want to read this last thing right here. Matthew 6.33 in the message. Listen to this. Okay, listen to this verse. The Lord started giving me these words, and then he gave me this scripture. I was just like, oh, my gosh. The man who wrote the message Bible knew what you were going to have me teach today. You didn't even give me all this until you, like, tied it all together. You are so awesome. You are so awesome. You are so awesome. Okay, listen to this. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Just relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting (laughs) so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things But you know both God and how he works. And I agree that it's in part. But we do know God. We're learning how he works. Steep your life. Steep means to soak, to saturate, and subject thoroughly. Oh, God, will you just like dunk us under and will you hold us there? Will you hold us there till we learn to breathe underwater? Will you hold us there till we're going to die? And then it's the supernatural living that happens. Hold me under the supernatural. I want the supernatural to be more real than the natural realm, Lord Jesus. Steep yourself in God reality. What are you feeding yourself? Steep yourself in God initiative. Let God lead you. Learn how to be led by his spirit because it's the most incredible fully alive life. And lastly, steep yourself in God provisions. We don't have what it takes. We don't have enough and we never will. And he doesn't want us to have it. He wants to be our source. He wants to be that overflow. Every day he wants me to walk so close to him that I need him like, I can't deal with life without you. I can't breathe. I can't. I need you every minute of every day because this is so hard, God. But wow, is this cool when I'm right beside you, when I'm hidden in you, when I'm steeped in you, when I'm, when you are pouring into me all the time, I want to stay really close to you. I love what you're doing in me and through me. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. This is the kingdom of God. This is what he wants for us, church. He wants us to throw off all of our traditions that have no juice behind them, no heaven, no the stuff. He wants us to carry him. He wants us to be filled with his spirit to overflowing. And you know what? He wants you to be filled with overflowing, not just for a dying, hurting world. He wants you to enjoy it. He wants you to have righteousness, peace, and joy, and righteousness, peace, and joy, and righteousness, peace, and joy. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will break us open, that you will give us a deeper revelation of what you want for us because you're a good father. You are a good God, and you can be nothing but 
good. That's the truth. So everything that exalts itself above that, Lord, above the knowledge of Christ that you are good, we ask, Holy Spirit, expose it and show us the truth because the devil's a really good liar. He's a really good accuser. And if he can get your heart where you can't trust God, where you're offended by him, where you're angry with him, when you don't understand him, which I've had all of them. I've had to fight the good fight of faith and say, Jesus, I need you to rescue my heart because this happened and I don't get it and I don't like it, but I know you're good. I'm going back to the truth. I know you're good, even though I don't feel it, even though I don't believe it right now. And I need a savior. I need the righteousness of Christ to rescue my heart. I want to know the truth because I know it's going to set me free. And when you show me the truth, then I can go tell someone else who's offended by you. Oh, you don't know my dad. I don't know how many times I had to do that with Bishop. Oh, you don't know my dad. He might be a little rough. He might have said, hey, ugly, what are you doing in my way? But what he meant is, I see you and I notice you and I love you. So I'm telling you, God is good all the time, and he can be nothing but good. Huh, Mom? Huh, Mom? My, my dad used to say that all the time, and it's so true. But if it's not true to you, you got to get it. you got to got it. And then you got to give it. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for, for your revelation. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us. You are messing with us in such a beautiful way. And I just speak, Lord, that you will bring breakthrough for all who want it. Just say right now, I want it. I need it. I don't know how to get it. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what the heck she's talking about. But it sounds really cool. And I really want this. I want more of you, Lord, and less of me. I want more of your kingdom and less of this messed up world. God, I want the righteousness of Christ. Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you paid for all my messes and every mess that's happened to me. And I ask that you rescue my heart, that the righteousness of the kingdom of God would invade every area of my heart, that I can love you with all my heart, that I can seek you with all my heart, and that you can cause the things I've been learning. If you got saved yesterday, I'm telling you, you have enough to share with someone that once I was lost and now I'm found. I don't know much about it yet, but Jesus has touched my heart and he's changing me. Father, we thank you that you have chosen us, that you've opened our eyes to know you. And we want to know you more. We want more. We want more. We want more. Now is the time for more. Right here, right now, Lord, we just say you brought us here because you want us to connect with more, with a deeper revelation of your kingdom and who you are, the goodness of God, the healing of God, the overflow of being fully alive here on earth, Lord, that can happen. So God, I declare over the church that it is a season of righteousness that leads us to peace. And we're not going to stop there, Jesus. We want the joy. We want the joy to strengthen us and to show everyone that you're alive, you're supernatural, you're awesome, you're able, you love us, and you won't ever give up on us. You love working in our hearts. You're so patient, you're so kind, you're so good. 
So we thank you, Lord. Every mother in here, encourage their heart, Lord. Show them how to find you in the laundry day, in the overwhelmed day, to bring, the, bring heaven down to earth. I thank you, Father. I just speak blessing on the moms and the dads and everybody in between, Lord, that we would be kingdom seekers, that you would stir in us, stir in us a hunger and a passion and a desire for you and your kingdom, that we want to get it, we want to got it, and Lord, we want to give it so that your name will be made great in the earth today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>